Hello, and welcome to the Four Parents Podcast, where we talk about parenting things, lessons learned, funny stories, and practical wisdom from normal people who have been there. I am your host, Ivy Lassiter, and I am so glad you're here. In today's episode, you'll hear from Amy and Andrew, parents to Peter, Lucy, and Henry. Now, Peter is a teenager, and Lucy and Henry are twins in elementary school. I've watched these three kids grow up, and the thing that I've observed in them is their commitment to one another, the way that they work together. Like if there's ever a project or whatever, I watch them work together and collaborate in this beautiful way. And I've also observed the way that they love each other. So getting insight on Amy and Andrew's parenting was so helpful to me. I loved it. So here's our conversation. Give me a picture of what it was like when you found out you were having twins. I went to the doctor's appointment, did the sonogram, and I saw the two. You saw it before. I saw them on there, and the doctor was like, do you see what I'm seeing? So I was like, whoa. So it was really totally unexpected. Was it really? no idea that we would have twins. We um, had had some problems, Uh and we had a couple of miscarriages, and... Just like, okay. And so it was shocking. And so I went very early to the doctor. Were you there, Andrew? No, I was not. Unable to attend that appointment. I don't recall. (laughs) Well, and it was kind of just like, okay, we'll go to the appointment, see what the doctor says. Right. Get the thing and start the process. Um, And so uh, after I finished the doctor, I called him. I wanted to come to the office. Can I just meet you at your office? Because you didn't want to tell him over the phone. You were like, okay. Yeah. And he wouldn't let me. He's like, what? I'm like, fine. I'm like, I told him (laughs) on the phone. And then I drove over to his office and I showed him the picture. (laughs) Do you remember what you thought? Of course, yes. So I was sitting at my desk and it was probably lunchtime or something like that. Because I don't remember anybody being around me, which is my typical work setup as people are around. Yeah. um, yeah, I was sitting at my desk at my computer, as I am every day, and she told me, uh, we're having twins. And I was just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I literally felt, I was amazed and exasperated, you know, not exasperated, but, you know. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, yeah, with emotion, because obviously um, it was a surprise to both yeah. of us. And, um, yeah, I remember... I tell people I felt like I was going to fall out of my chair. Well, right. (laughs) Yeah. Because I was just, yeah, stunned. Yeah. Was your pregnancy full term or did you, did they come early? Yes. Well, so I have a blood clotting disorder, so they monitor me very carefully. Okay. And um, so they were only going to let me go so far. So because my first was we had to come early because of birth weight uh-huh. concerns. They um, had us scheduled. So we had a okay. scheduled C-section. Okay. So we knew when they were coming. They, but they made it half a week more than Peter did. Wow. So we went up so, to 36 weeks. Okay. Did y'all tell Peter, like, you're going to have two? Yes. What I, did he say? Um, he was he's excited. Two babies. I think he's like. He was only four. Yeah, he was four. And he was was like, he was super excited about two. 
Yeah. Um, and it, we hadn't told him yet, but in preschool, I remember the story. The teachers are like, keeps acting out, mommy running down the hallway, throwing up. I'm like, so I had to pull them aside no. and tell them <laughs> that I'm pregnant. He doesn't know yet because it's still early. And yes. we waited to tell people yes. because of that early, especially him. So it was funny. He was super excited to like, a month into the babies being there and he's like, I don't want to be a big brother anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's jump to paint the picture at first few years of their life. First question, can you remember it? Like <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I remember little bitty stories, right? And if you jogged my memory, we haven't really oh, you know, yeah. tried to relive, you know, what we went through. But one yeah. story that I recall was taking Henry and Lucy probably for the first time down to see my father. Okay. In Horseshoe Bay. Okay. And it's it's about old. three, Not quite. three and a half, normally a four-hour drive. And we're going down, and Henry was just crying like mad. I mean, did not want to go on this road trip. It was his first, yeah. first trip that yeah. we're leaving the house. Yeah. I don't know how many months they were. Between maybe two and three. Maybe, yeah, okay. little. But yeah. Henry was not into this road trip being strapped in the car seat and going anywhere. And, I mean, it was – we were stopping and consoling him and going – we went to the park. I remember putting him in the, uh, you know, baby seat at the uh-huh. park. <laughs> and, I mean, I think what normally takes like three and a half to four hours took like seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, which is the perfect picture of anything with a baby. Like, I can empty this dishwasher in two minutes, but with a baby, it takes 15. Like, it just, everything is multiplied. Yeah, but that was unexpected. Yes, yes. We did not understand that Henry did not want to travel. Right, (laughs) right. You know, Henry, Peter was a pretty easy kid, and uh, but Henry did not want to travel, and not uh, surprisingly, Henry is still a stay-at-home type of yes. kid. <laughs> he was communicating that to y'all yeah. early on. Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. So you didn't work. You stayed home. I mean, you so, worked, but, like, you didn't have an out-of-the-home job. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so um, when the twins were born, I so I've always had my counseling practice. Okay. And when the twins were born... I stayed home the first two months, and then I would only go to work in the evenings when he was home. Oh, wow. So until the kids were two, that was kind of what we decided. Once they were, then at two, they'd go to preschool. Okay. And I would work when they were at preschool or in the evenings when Andrew was home from work. And so, um, and. So uh, you did that even, or like you had clients at night. Okay. I would see 10 clients a week. I don't remember now. That's a lot, even um, when they were babies? Yeah, so two nights a week I would go when they were little. And I would have to to time it because um, I am a type B personality. Uh Um, Fed on demand and breastfed for a a year. Yes. um, And they didn't like the bottle. (laughs) So um, Andrew was great at home with the three kids. Wow. You know, we did, again, it was two, three hours at a time. In the evenings when I went back to see clients mm-hmm. uh, a couple nights a week. Yeah. And so um, 
it was, and that's like thinking back of that first year, it is hard to remember because I, he would laugh at me. I always see you sleeping in the chair. So I fell asleep feeding one baby <laughs> and I would yes. trade him out when the next baby cried. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tell about the grocery store, going to the grocery store with all three. Yeah. So often I, when they were little and still in their little bucket seats, yeah. um, I'd push them in the double stroller and I'd pull the car behind if Peter was with us. Cause sometimes I could go when he was at preschool. Cause he was in preschool uh-huh. three days a week. Um, he would ride in the cart or he'd help me push. Yeah. Uh, but I remember specifically one time at Walmart, Henry's crying or Lucy, I think it was Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. Um, but I, so I'm holding him, pushing the stroller, pulling the car behind, trying to go check out. And there was this lovely lady that was there. She was doing some cleanup on the floor or something. And she came over. She's like, let me help you. And she took my car. Oh my gosh. She emptied it all onto the conveyor belt. Yes. She loaded it all into the cart. She, by now, I think both babies were crying. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. pushed the cart out the to me for me to the car and she unloaded the groceries into the car and you were like could you then go home with me and I love <laughs> the incident but the- <laughs> yes yes uh, so that was just it was so cool because I could see little spaces where you know because three kids hard yeah two babies both crying and the four-year-old is is hard I don't remember it's hard you don't I don't do you Andrew no, no. not really so y'all seem like really patient, even kill people. Do you remember like, like how do you, how do you stay calm when you've got, you're in a store, both babies are crying. What does it look like as a mom to be like, okay, I'm going to stay calm in this moment. Or maybe it's just a natural response for you. I don't know. Well, I think overall, definitely naturally more calm. Certainly not. I mean, there's the, okay, what am I going to do? I've got to get through and and we need to get to groceries. I don't want to stop now. And that's why I'm pushing a stroller, holding a baby, pulling a cart. Right. Uh, And it wasn't always that, um, but especially when they were little. Yeah. Put them in the seats in the, in the cart. Yeah. Um, and I think whenever it was really bad, I ran into the same couple twice, once at Walmart, once at Sam's. And they were behind me in the grocery. And the kids weren't even fussing. And they the the wife asked, can my husband help? And he just pushed the cart out for me one time. Uh-uh. Um, it was just funny. I laughed because they saw and I joke that I must look like I'm really bad. Because if y'all are just offering to help, yeah. Um, but it was, you know, and the kids were always easy uh-huh at least that's the way my brain remembers it and you know we could navigate the grocery store and yeah um, you know just get home to have some downtime and uh and it was frustrating when your baby's crying you can't console them you're trying to get through things and every right. mom has been there yeah and i think just trying to say okay we're gonna we're gonna get it done and you're going to be unhappy, but I'm, that's why I'm holding them and right. juggling everything instead of, I guess, packing up and leaving. Because I don't know. Right. The way to say that the best. It, yeah. Well, it's like, we're you're upset, but we're going to get through this. Yeah. I mean, I'm here. We're, you know, I don't know. It's like not letting a baby impact your. Right. Yeah. You're in control. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, Andrew, are you calm like that? Do you, does it, do you get like, I'm so stressed, you know? I would admit to having a temper sometimes. Okay. I can have my buttons pushed. 
uh, the wrong way. And my kids, yes. my kids know this, and they understand me. Um, I try to, to rectify that. I think uh-huh. by you know also showing them that I love them. Uh-huh. I think that's very important. You know, uh, obviously as a father, but you know, growing up, I've reflected on my father and mm-hmm. how he was, and obviously we're similar in a lot of ways. But I think as I look at back on what would I have changed about my father? Yeah. Well, he just, he showed love in a different way. Yeah. And so I want to show love to my kids more intentionally. So what does that look like? What have you oh, done? Oh, I think uh, being present, mm. tucking them in at night, oh, you yeah. know, saying their prayers with them. Yeah. Those kinds of things. Um, you know, these days I work from home, so I'm, You're with, very I'm with them all the time or, or a lot of the time. And I appreciate it because they come to me more now because for the last two years You're, I've been there. Yeah. And so I'm kind of Mr. Mom in a, in a way because she's working harder. And yeah. Less yeah. So I'm at home being... The cleaner, the <laughs> the boo boo, yeah, yeah you know. the problem solver, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and um, it's it's been a blessing, yeah. Always. So you said a month in, Peter was like, I don't think I want these babies anymore. Like, would you say the transition was rough for him? Because it was he was four four right. years of being the only child, yes, and then jumps to two. Two more siblings. Mm. And I basically had a baby on my lap all the time. All the time. During the day, they would generally feed at the same time uh-huh. together. Um, but, you know, there's kind of always a baby. And Peter is a touch baby. That's his love language. Uh-huh. And so he didn't have as much of my attention. We couldn't just go do something fun on the way to the grocery store. Right. Um, we had to be a little more scheduled. Um, he got a little less of me. Um in the early years, friends at preschool would actually pick him up and take him for me and bring him home so I didn't have to carry the babies in and out. Yes. Which was wonderful. But again, it was those little spaces where, you know, we didn't have our little traditions we used to have. So I think that he felt that early on, uh-huh. but he loved the babies. And he wasn't a big complainer about it, but he said, I'm like, well, you told Cody one of He's like, yeah, but I think I only wanted one baby. <laughs> Got to gave it two, and so that was um, his little vocalization. But it didn't really last long. I forced him to grow up a little faster. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he has such a. I just think it's an awesome gifting and personality. And I like. How do you think him having these twins impacted who he is now? And I mean, he's just in junior high. It's not like he's, we see what it's done as an adult, but like at this point, how can you say, I think that's probably because he had these, has twins as siblings. Yeah. Amy's described him as a strong J. So um, he. uh, Justice. I'm the Myers-Briggs. He's a a strong J justice. Really? Things need to be right. This is right. Yeah. Very protection oriented. Is he really? Yeah, definitely. And so that's kind of where I'm like, yeah, he's, you know, he's probably mature in certain ways beyond his years, but nothing extraordinary. Um, I don't think he's very um, outgoing. He, he's more extroverted than they are. 
Uh-huh. He likes to go out with his friends. And, of course, he's a teenager, so that's the stage of life he's in. Right, but, right. Um, yeah, he's uh, – I feel like he's probably just a little more mature than he normally would have been if, had there not been twins. Really? He always loved babies. We'd go to the little mall playgrounds, mm-hmm. and he'd he always still want does. to hug the little babies he, on the playground. He, and he they still do does. His, he, yeah, we my have my family, there's, there's some babies – you know, in my family, and he wants to hold the baby. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. That wasn't me at 15. You know? <laughs> I didn't care about babies at 15 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves it. Yeah. You know? He likes it. So. It's like God put that in his heart. Right. Like, I'm going to, you're going to have two babies when you're, you know, that's yeah. really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's really, um, he's, for 15, he's nurturing. He, Pokes their buttons all yeah, the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um, and yet he's, you know, watch, they play together. They, mm-hmm. you know, he still gets on the floor and plays Matchbox cars. Yeah. Henry, if he can talk Henry into it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Um. Okay. Tell me about your transition to work outside the home war. So you always did like two nights. Right. But the past couple of years, you've, like, ramped up your... Yes. Well, the pandemic certainly brought a lot of people to look for after their own mental health. Yeah. Is it kind of like you saw the need? You're like, I think I need to... So with, yes, with my counseling, it's always kind of just grown into what it could be. I always have done practically no marketing, but just where... Whoever God sends in the door mm. is who I'm going to meet their need. And there's yeah. a reason they're my client. And, you know, if, they're, if they have things I cannot help them with, definitely refer. But it's like, okay, who God sends me is who I'm supposed to serve. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's been interesting because it's been a little bit of ebb and flow. And as the kids got more independent, I could ramp up my hours a little bit. And then COVID hits. And normally I would work during the day, come home, make sure the twins got settled make sure dinner stuff was ready to get ready. And then I would go to back to work and he'd be home half hour, hour after me. Right. And then he would finish dinner and do the evening routine. Um, but then COVID hit, he's working from home. I have tons of people calling, asking for appointments. Really? And so I could adjust my schedule. I still just do two late evenings a week, mm-hmm. but I didn't need to come home because he was there to be there when they oh, that's got great. Home. Yeah. And, um, you know, I can leave as soon as I head up to school. We have a great routine. He does always has always made breakfast for the kids every morning. Yeah. Um, and so it just it naturally flowed. Yeah. It wasn't a hard trans- It's hard because there's two days a week where I see the kids in the morning and then I don't see them until the next day. So it just it sounds like it just kind of flowed and worked out. Yeah, you I guys. think we've always figured out a way. There's been hard times, right? Yeah. Because um, he's at home with babies and juggling after a yes. hard day at the office. And especially babies don't – He's they love him and they have great for them, but sometimes they don't console as well. Or right. If they really want to mm, nurse right. and not. There was a short period of that, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Less than a year, maybe. Right, right. It was very short. And so – it was a good flow. We found, I think, a good way to navigate those hours. And the kids transition well. They were at a good age now at 10, 9 with mm-hmm. this transition to me working more. And there are days they get disappointed. But it even now, they're like, 
give me a, a stronger hug in the morning when they know Aww. they won't see me until the next day. Yeah. Kind of thing. And they're, you know, it's just, it's just life and yeah, um, they're good. Yeah. With it. Andrew, for you, obviously you've taken on some things of like, it sounds like some of this requires you to be like, okay, I can handle crying babies a little bit. I can do this. I, why just, is that important to you? I strongly support her practice, yeah. her business, yeah. and it's important to our family. There's no question yeah. about it. So, um, and, Like financially it's important? Uh, well, okay, both. or you know, I think this is Amy's calling. Yeah. You know, her, her life um, revolves, not revolves, but is heavily invested in, in her business. Yeah. So I want to support that. And for me personally, um, you know, my career is very stable and I'm able to, you know, like, like I said, especially recently working, working from home yeah. has been, um, a benefit, um, for sure. Um, because of the pandemic, but, um, I, I just don't see that I'm being limited or inhibited mm. in any way, uh, from our, cir- our circumstances. And so, it sounds like you both have had to make some sacrifices to work this out. Mm-hmm. And it's important for Amy, it sounds like, to be able to do this. Of course. And yeah. it's not just financially. Right. Right? Yeah, that's right. Like, and it's her calling, which is, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Like. Yeah. So that's. And you're good with that because yeah, you're like, like I, I said, want her uh, to be able to do. Uh, it, 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 it's been okay for me because you know professionally nothing is different nothing has changed for me yeah so um like i said i'm supportive and uh it has really i don't want to say put my relationship with my kids on the head but it's definitely brought me much closer to my children huh um yeah than i think otherwise if i'd been you know nine to five going to the office every day yeah and so for that reason, I'm very grateful because yeah. I'm going to know my kids on a different level than I normally would have, I think. Do you feel like for you to be able to have like all along have like an outlet of this is my other call? Like I kind of I'm called to be a mom and I'm called to do this. Helped you kind of have sanity in your like, does it help you have sanity in both roles? Do you think? It's a good question. I think I think it gives me balance, I guess. So much of how God wired me is a counselor. Mm-hmm. And so I have to hone my skills and keep up on good things to learn. And so I think that it's a space where I know I'm helping people mend their nets so they mm. can go be fishers of men. Yeah. Um, and so I think in that space, it's, it is, it's that calling space and it's, it is a good space for me to go and and use that gift, which when we use the gifts God gives us, we feel the peace. Yeah. And I yeah. Have, then I think in that space is especially moms with young ones, moms with twins is to be able to fit in places where you make time for you too. You know, my counseling is my space where I get to use my gifts. I love my kids. I always wanted to be a mom and, yes. and a wife. That was my, <laughs> if I could pick what I want to do when I grew up. Um, and so I kind of get the best of both worlds right? because God has allowed me to use my counseling for my ministry and also adjust it around being able to spend those early years with my kids. Yeah. So my impression is, and it is that your kids really enjoy 
being together. They enjoy spending time together. <laughs> That's my impression. What do you think has contributed to that? Or y'all can straight up be like, no, they, they don't. No, <laughs> I mean, I feel like they do for the most part. Yes. Yeah. Having twins has been interesting um, experience. It's just they at home, 90% of the time are best friends. Yeah. Truly which is a pretty high percentage. They're best friends. Now, are there fights? Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally there's a fight. But the other 90% of the time, they are literally best friends. Mm-hmm. Henry would not, probably not rather to be with anybody else than with Lucinda. Really? I mean, he he loves her. Yeah. And she loves him as well. <laughs> <laughs> in a different sort of way. Just, it, it looks different. It looks yeah. different. Little Henry, Lucy would take Henry's toy, yeah. and finally Henry just started giving her the toys. I'm talking like six months old. No. <laughs> yeah. No. He's just a little caretaker. But, yeah, they're always best friends. Yeah. But I've known twins in my life growing up in school, and – uh, especially in high school, I can remember talking to one. Uh, we're talking fraternal twins, right? Yeah. And she told me, she's like, I used to be very close to my twin brother. Yeah. But today I'm more close to my older brother. And she goes, I don't really keep up with my twin brother. And this Whoa. was in high school. Whoa. So I'm expecting that Henry and Lucy will grow apart at some point. Uh-huh. I don't know when that's going to happen. And I don't think it's really started yet. Ten years old, they're, you know, they're developing their own little personalities and friends, groups of friends. So they're starting to separate a little bit. And I think as they reach 12, 13, 14, they'll, yeah, parts of them, their personalities will grow apart. Yeah. And, um, you know, to what degree, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I've just heard it. You know, I told you my experience. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if that happened a little bit. Yeah. What do you think, Amy? I think that their I think their their friendship will stay. I think they will be less close at school, mm-hmm. and they've always been a little bit less close at school. Um, when they were young, I kept them in the same class just for logistics because I knew they weren't dependent on each other. Yeah, they are very much their own little people. Yeah, but they have friends and they go do things with friends but they're so content at home mm-hmm. with the, each other they don't miss you know pandemic yeah. not having another and they're different than regular siblings in what ways they're they're just closer they fight less wow they, you know basing that on my experience as one of four and just in viewing other people but there really is just this comfortability with each yeah. other and um Henry's always been the one that acquiesces the most. And yeah. Lucy wants to do something, Henry will do it. Because he's just going to do what keeps her happy. Yeah. Um, and she's not hard. It's just she's probably the more vocal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so I think they're always going to be close. And, you know, they. I remember the early years, summer breaks and um, winter breaks, all three of them. We'd get painter's tape and just make roads all over the living room and there'd be train cars and cars and they'd all play together. And would you orchestrate that or would they just do that? Um, I helped them with it some, but it, you know, there was always toys in the living room anyway. And so, um, and they would often play together, the three of them. Yeah. Um, and so 
it was just a good way to engage some creativity, mm-hmm. to get them something different because it was cold or hot and I couldn't yeah. take three kids in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You kind of wonder if like the fact that you couldn't take, like, it's not like you couldn't, it just was quite the undertaking. Yeah. To take them somewhere mm-hmm. that they kind of learned how to just work together and make their fun in their house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forts with the blankets are popular. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I would have forts up, you know, yeah. for yeah. a few yeah. days. Chairs, blankets, sofa cushion. <laughs> yeah. That's popular. Yeah. You know, they love that. And, and a lot of um, our parenting is, okay, we'll find something to do. And right. give them, I never, well, we didn't have a lot of blocking off areas once they were all the way mobile obviously cabinet doors that they couldn't get in were shut off, but they could kind of go anywhere because every place was safe. Uh-huh. It wasn't something they could choke on. And then they could just go off and explore and play in another room and yeah, they'd be okay. Fun. And so they yeah. learned that autonomy, that safety, that ability mm-hmm. to, to entertain themselves. And yeah. to, they had a sibling to play with too, which right. I think that's why God and gave Peter, us two. <laughs> right. And Peter was probably sometimes like the little ringleader or you know yes he's definitely much more the leader and we should do this yeah less so now but mm-hmm. when they were younger mm-hmm. he was always wanting them to do hey let's go and do this yes do you think peter ever feels left out i think this part of him is probably probably feels left out sure he's significantly older than them. four years is significantly yeah old in terms of maturity right and so yeah i think there was definitely adjustment Big adjustment for him um, because mommy and daddy are focused on yeah you know, my, my younger siblings. Yeah. So that's emotionally he probably, you know, had had some – he never – he's not a very vocal child though. So he's – He's an internal process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, it's just if they seem to – to read each other really well yeah. and work together. And like, do you see them anticipating what the other's going to do and that kind of thing? Uh, I think there's pieces of that. And I mean, I don't necessarily wouldn't have seen it growing up, but I think in that way, it's how they intuitively know each other. Yes. Yes. And it's, and it's Henry's intuitive nature is to be the one that's like, well, okay, I'll give Lucy the toy. Cause she's just going to take it from me. Right. Um, you know, from such an early age, although he would crawl right over the top of her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're just, they were, they're just, um, they have that, just that innate sense of knowing each other. And so I think there's some of, okay, Lucy's going to want to do this or Henry likes to do this. Yeah. And I think that's why they play together so much because they're aware of each other in a way that I would never know because of, I don't have that experience. Yeah. Um, you said in preschool you had them in the same class because of convenience. You were like, right. I don't need to know two teachers. To Now, it, are they in separate? They're in separate classes now. Right. So in kinder and first grade, they were in the same classes also. Okay. But once they hit second grade, they actually requested <gasps> to classes. go into separate rooms. That's uh-huh. right. Yeah. They wanted to be in separate classes. Mm-hmm. And you wanted – if we're, and this makes a lot of sense to me. Like you were like, I just need one kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. and one set of assignments mm-hmm. and one – yes. Because yes, mm-hmm. that would be too it's, much to try and navigate. Right. It's but just then you also easier. knew they would be fine. Like yes. they weren't – they 
would be fine in other classes. It was yeah. for you. Right. It was purely, it's fine if they split up. They were, they're independent enough. They didn't need right. the other one to feel secure. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, I don't want to have to, you know, scheduling conferences. And, you know, Peter <gasps> yes. is still in elementary school. Yes. So trying to schedule it all and navigate homework folders and which does what. Oh, yeah. It was just for purely logistics. I was like. Yeah, no, I'd rather have them together. <laughs> so did they articulate why they wanted to be in separate classes? No, I don't remember them saying, when, you know, sometimes it's other friends, I right. think, other, re, you know, but I don't, I think they just saw that there was more to explore outside of their own classroom or out of one, one classroom and yeah. be able to, maybe they thought about actually comparing notes, you know, ah, between classrooms, you know, yeah. this, this teacher is working this way and this other one's working this yeah, way. Yeah, interesting. So and I think it gave them their own identity with kids uh -huh. at school. Correct. And they weren't kind of seen as Yeah, and they weren't I think ind independence for certainly that they are not thought of as the twins or, right. or twins in the classroom, you know, that they always are siblings or known as siblings, you know, I think that just it's just a stage of independence. For them. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and their grade has like six sets of twins. Oh, whoa. <clears throat> There's not as many now at their school, but at that time there was like in kinder, there were six sets of twins whoa. in their four classrooms, three classrooms. It's a lot. Yeah. It's weird. Pierce is like, has the world record for the most twins <laughs> in a class. What is in the it's Richardson water? This I is know, weird. Right? <laughs> Do you feel like there's a difference between parenting Lucy and parenting your boys? Yeah, definitely there is. Um, I think, you know, especially as she gets a little bit older, I try to be more sensitive, probably. You know, I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs> like like not flying off the handle about something because it might be, you know, uh, or like. You know, oh. she's she can impersonate her daddy. She, she oh, can gosh. fly off the handle as well. So, <laughs> um but, yeah, for sure. Um, I try to be present for her yeah. and, and listen to her. Um, recently, she fell and we thought she sprained her ankle. Well, oh, yeah. a week later, we find out she actually broke her ankle. And it took oh, me gosh. a week, you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, you would say, yes. I, I probably should have taken her after day two or three but you know sure slow daddy <laughs> right you were thinking oh it's slow just, daddy should have yes. gotten that x-ray sooner but uh, oh you know gosh. those kinds of things i had you know i, I tried to be more sensitive to and she's not a big complainer she's not yeah obviously she's been telling me it was daddy it really hurts you know then i would have taken her right away but she she's very she's like her like mom kind of five. muted you know she doesn't yeah exactly she doesn't really i don't know if she express all of her pain or, or what discomfort like she's not know. that dramatic kind she's of thing she's not that dramatic okay and not you aren't either yeah. amy you're not no yeah yeah pretty don't stable feel like i am but yeah <laughs> and she she really is you now you can see some of the you know, females, we can call ourselves emotional, can be more. She can have, especially there have been periods of space across the years where she will just cry more and just, yes. yeah. it's yeah. harder for her to more like sobbing when she's right. in sobbing. She sobs. Yeah. You know, so I think that's different. And certainly it is different to parent girls and boys to an extent. But also I think what God has shown me with the twins is just, how are our own person mm -hmm. and how much he just created us to be, you know, cause they were the same exact age and stage. Yes. 
Yes. And they were just so different. I mean, <clears throat> Henry got his fine motor first. Lucy got her growth motor first. Um, you know, just all the differences in who they are and yeah. how they manage things. No matter it being, you know, Henry taught himself to read almost. And, you know, Lucy wasn't far behind, but just the difference in the way there's brains. Right. In the exact same environment. Right. The exact same developmental stage. And so in that space of parenting them, it's just helpful to say, okay, it really is more nature than nurture than I actually thought. Nurture is important. Yes. It just really revealed to me just how much God has already set who we are. Oh, yeah. You know, and being able to then just understand our child as each child. Yeah. And they are all three different. And Mm -hmm. they all three respond to different things in different ways. Um, And so I think in that twin space is just helping for me and to just try to, okay, what does this child need? Yeah. How do you discern that? What does that look like for you to discern it? What Um, each child needs? For me, it's the approach of understanding, okay, how are they wired? How do they, you know, Henry is really more emotional. He's more expressive. He's, he feels things really deeply. Uh Uh-huh. He's a child that you just, raise your voice a bit and he will crater. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so redirection discipline looks Mm -hmm. different than, you know, with Lucy, it's like, okay, no, we have to, she can be stoic and, and more like, I gotta bother me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, just finding the way to, to meet them. And also to know what is, you know, when they are, it's like, okay, no, they just need an extra hug. Yeah. And, you know, as parents, it's hard to navigate that Mm -hmm. in general. And I think it's just trying to really be cognizant of knowing them. And then in those moments when things are more intense or more stressed to be intentional and, okay, wait, what do I know about my kid? Let me let go of my frustration and focus on where they're at and understanding that this is important to them, even though I think it's something minor. I think also, you know, in order to know your kid like that, and to, like, pick up on their things, it also requires you to be present, mm. yeah. which is, Andrew, I think that's something that you're like, I have, I've been given that gift of mm. being present with my kids to then actually know I see a pattern. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, Henry responds when I barely even, like, say something, oh, yeah. you know, so I don't have to go off. Like, yeah. I, he is much know. more responsive, for sure, to adults. To authority. I think he's yeah. more respectful of, of any authority. Yeah. Um, not just to me or, or his mother, but he's just, he gets satisfaction out of knowing that everything's okay. Yeah. He's yeah. also the most organized and most compliant. He is. <laughs> he, he's definitely the most compliant, and you're absolutely he, right. He's the most organized. He keeps his room pretty straight. Yeah. I know this is, is he, who, who do you consider the youngest? Henry is baby B by two minutes. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So, and they literally had to push him out. <laughs> oh my! He didn't want to come out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Are there any other differences that you would see in like raising boys versus girls, or would you say it's not necessarily boys versus girls? It's just like yeah. who they are as people. 
actually. I think it really is because we were talking about Henry and how he didn't want to come out. He is very much the relax, hang out. I yeah. I just want to read or play mm-hmm. video game or play a board game. Yeah. Lucy is, let me get on my rollerblades. Let me go on hoverboard. Can I call a friend? Yeah. Gung ho. And she was baby A and she was in position ready to go. Whoa. And Henry was staring up at me like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> that is crazy. That's how they were. <laughs> and uh, that's their personalities to, you know, a degree. Yeah. And, and Lucy's very much, she wants to, we went to SeaWorld last year for the spring break. Lucy and I went on the roller coasters. Uh-huh. The boys stood and waved. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wow. So that's that's who she is. She's my yeah. one that will go zip line the Royal Gorge with mom. And Henry's the one that will play a board game with me and yeah. be he wants to be an author, you know, just very different in who they are, what brings them joy. Yes. And uh trying to be cognizant of that in a daily well in who they are. It doesn't take a lot of revamping, but especially in those moments where there's more need to be intentional is like, okay, what is this child trying to tell me with what else is going on that they can't use their words for? Because right. kids don't have the words for what they're feeling. Exactly. And we have trouble with it as adults. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So when you see Lucy have like a meltdown or sobbing about something, it's like, I got to fig- I got to look at what's going on around her and then look at her little personality and what is going what do you you know like trying to right. put some words around it you're probably really good at that. Well, I think it's it's it, I certainly I'm not as intentional about it at home as I could be. <laughs> <laughs> um but I think in those spaces just because it is a stopping and trying to be present and yeah not be frustrated that I told her the same thing three times or that yeah. she was just crying. I'm like, I don't want to be crying. Um, and so I think for me to be cognizant of my own emotion and to take that minute and try to see her where she's at. Right. And then I can talk her through and help her understand why the things are the way they are. I get to validate what she's feeling. Right. What she's feeling it is. And then help her self-regulate and then understand the reasons things are what they are. Yeah. Yeah. You really have to do that with all kids. It just depends on the well, kid, what the approach works. Kids, spouses, friends. Yes. Coworkers. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we're not, this is not just. Nope. <laughs> it's not just four parents. This is four people, actually. <laughs> oh. When y'all think about your relationship, you've had, you've had a lot going on. What does it look like for y'all to stay united or i mean just have a relationship with one another yeah we try to be more intentional with each other we've uh, tried to make you know date nights part of part of our relationship when did date nights start happening oh we've had date nights for a long time i think we probably got out of them for a little while but but we've tried to get that going again you know, yeah, there was certainly in those early years. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like if you're if <laughs> you're breastfeeding and doing twins and all that, well, I'm like, oh certainly my gosh. there was a pause, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. there was a pause. But we had babysitters. <laughs> you know, we had babysitters, and as soon as they were older, you know, Peter right. Peter was was you know being the babysitter yeah. because he knew how to pick up a phone and call mommy, daddy. You know? Yeah. So, um, but I'm just talking about more recently. You know, that's 
that's one thing that I think is important. Um, We've been much more intentional. More intentional about those that. early years. It's hard in those early right. years. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't have, you know, a grandma or grandpa around the corner. Right. Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah. Everybody's out of town, far away. And so we've never had family. And it's, you know, finding a neighborhood kid that you can trust that parent lives close. And, um, you know, so it can be harder. And I they think that's hard for some parents. And it can get lost. And it's so important to be intentional. And we are much better at it now than mm. we had been when the kids were little. Right. Um, and it does take that intentionality. And it's the easiest one to forget because spouse is quieter than kids. Yeah, for sure. Are there any resources, books, things that you're really glad that you found or read or absorbed? I've looked at, and I think you have too, the Focus on the Family, um, Dr. Forget His Name. Dobson. Yeah. Dobson, James oh, Dobson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a, a good website. Yeah. And, and, and I've looked at it several times, but, you know, uh, a few times, but uh, just... I don't have one resource, no. I grew up in a big family, so, um, and I'm the youngest, so I grew up with a lot of siblings that were telling me their experiences. Oh, that's and, great. And a yeah. very close family. I was um, really fortunate that I had family that was often brought together, mm-hmm. um, cousins and mostly cousins I, it, it's a large family but my point is is there was a lot of love and, and i just feel like i've profited from that yeah uh, as a parent um, i love that so uh, but but as far as a resa a res- one single resource no well i, I mean i thought that i can think of. yeah so the, james dobson would be the only right. one that i've can think of yeah, yeah i think about that and and I had a friend who had twins, has twins a couple of years or a year ish older than Peter. Um, you know, so she talked to me a little bit about, yeah. I talked with her not a lot, but sometimes just like pregnancy and uh-huh. um, things like that. Because then she was still the one that told me and we saw it happen and you could put the twins there like two days old in the crib, three feet apart and they would be touching each uh-huh. other within an hour. Oh and, my gosh! Know, little ones don't move <laughs> that easily, right? And so it was just they just wanted to be together. That they yeah. could seek each other out, even yeah. when they were so little. So that was one thing that kind of just stuck with me that she shared with me. Yeah, and I think that um, I probably had the benefit of my, you know, education and experience for counseling. sure. So I had the developmental and the understanding of things to an extent based on my career. So that was helpful. So I don't have a like, Oh yeah, I read this great parenting book. Right. Listen to this podcast. I'm like, but I always point my, my clients towards the resources. Yeah. You know, um, well, then logic does a great. Yeah, yeah, tool. yeah. Dobson has good stuff. Um, just, I think listening to other parents that go mm-hmm. before and trying to tone your inner critic. Mm. Your critic will, you know, into when you're standing there in the store with two screaming kids to say, I'm not the first mom that's had a kid cry in the store. And I'm not yeah. doing anything wrong. Yeah. This child is just 
trying to vocalize to me what they need. It was hard in that moment, but I think trying to, what I would, you know, just help from moms remember is that you're not the first family whose kid has screamed in the, the <laughs> restaurant. You're not the first family who left a mess on the floor. You're not the first baby who cries. Yeah, through the night or through the, yeah. I found it so interesting that when I asked, like, hey, what are your favorite resources? That they pointed to the people in their lives. Yeah, their favorite resources were the people in their lives. Now, they had some ideas of books and websites, things like that. But while those books and websites were helpful, sometimes the best piece of advice comes from those a few seasons ahead of us. And honestly, y'all, that's why I love these conversations on this podcast so much. I'm a mom. (laughs) And I've got a lot to learn, you guys. I got a lot to learn. And getting to listen to the perspectives of people like Amy and Andrew, who are a few seasons ahead of me, helps me be reminded of what is important and what really matters in the big picture. I just loved it. So I hope you leave this conversation feeling encouraged and a bit more equipped to live the life that God has for you. Thank you for listening, my friends, and I will talk to you next time.